Hey, yo. Please tell me y'all are watching Euphoria. That shit is wild. Like, seriously wild. And it's very good. I like, uh, what was the last episode they played? Episode 5 or something like that? Man. Episode 5 played like a fucking season finale. And I ain't gonna spoil it for y'all too much. But goddammit, if you... Here's the thing about... I don't... It's Tuesday. Euphoria came out on Sunday. I know that... The big thing on the internet right now, well, at least Twitter, is people getting upset about people like live tweeting or not even live tweeting, like just spoiling it on the internet. It is not our fault that you are too fucking lazy or behind to watch the show. I'm sorry, but you got a grace period of about maybe 24 hours. And then after that, it's free game. So if you are not on the inter- or if you're on the internet but you don't have time to watch your, you know the latest episode the day it comes out or like maybe half the day after it comes out then that is on you that is strictly on you but like i said episode 5 was amazing and i know euphoria has been getting a lot of flack about like the drug use and stuff like that or the over the overplay of the you know sexuality Whatever your sexuality is, that's your own business. But I, I, I'll say it, it was a, it was getting to, to be a little bit too much. But episode five, it did exactly what it was supposed to do. And like I said, that shit played out like a season finale. It was so good, and like every every, it wasn't like a dull moment in that episode. Like it was just like, all right, you know, I can not pay attention to it, and then I can come back to it when it starts getting exciting. The entire episode was very exciting and inter- interesting, and it and it said a lot about like what goes on today, as far as like drug use, and it showed the the true reality of drug use, and I think that was needed because right now, like like I said, the show is catching a lot of flack for its exposure on drug use because you know it's a lot of teenagers that watch that show. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I would have watched it when I when I was a teenager. But it's crazy because if, when I was a teenager or even when I was in middle school, like the show to watch, it mainly when I was in middle school, was Degrassi. And that shit showed a lot of shit that goes on in high school and middle school. And, I, I mean, I don't know. The Internet wasn't as hyped as it is now where you can, like, literally go on there and publish a story and it goes, like, it spider webs all over the Internet but Degrassi definitely showed a lot, not to the extent of how um, Euphoria does it. Euphoria doesn't, you know, it does not hold back on anything. It fully exposes you to what can go on in a teenager's life when they're dealing with things as far as drug use and sex and stuff like that that goes on in your young adult life that your parents may not know about or any may, anybody may not know about. But that shit has been going on for since teenagers were teenagers, that they live a, we live a wild lifestyle when you're a teenager. And, but it made me go back and think, it was like, you know, like how we talked about on the other episode. I was like, damn, I don't think I lived my teenage years to the fullest based on what this show was showing. But, I, I mean, I did some wild things when I was in, you know, high school. And I don't know, I don't understand why people are acting like those things have not been going on or those things don't go, those are not the actual things that go on. I'm not it's not promoting drug use like it's not saying like, hey, yeah, drugs are cool. It is showing you the harsh reality of using drugs. You know, it is showing you the harsh reality of, you know, what goes on in the life that, you know, of a teenager that your parents may not know about. I know a lot of stuff was going on in my life when I was a teenager that my parents was not paying attention to. And some of it was at the hands of my parents, but they didn't it didn't. They don't know the true effects of the things that I was going through back then. Um, at the hands of them, at the hands of life, at the hands of school, friends, enemies, all kind of stuff like that. But the show, you know, like I said, does a real good job at that. And like I said, I don't know why, you know, people are so upset because, like I said, TV shows have been doing that. But I don't know, if, you know, it, but it, I mean, that's how, you know, social media and life goes now. Like, you know, when something's so big and on a major platform and pe- so many people are watching it, it's, you always going to see like the, you know, the hateful side of it where people just don't where people just ain't down with it. 
you know. And it wasn't just like TV shows like that, you know, teenage TV shows. Like I was watching a lot of shit that fucking when I was younger that I probably shouldn't have been watching or, you know, but I think that it's I think that is necessary to fill your kids in on stuff like that, like the actual real world because if you don't, like, you know, you don't like me, my biggest fear is my kids growing up gullible and not you know, expecting everything to be sweet in this world and they don't have no idea what's going on out there. Or, you know, by the time they get exposed to that stuff, it's kind of too late. They've already chose the wrong path or something like that. I want my kids to know everything there is to know about the world. And I'm not going to like, I'm not saying like go out there and, you know, experience drugs to see what they're like or go out there and commit a crime or go out there and hang out with the wrong people. I just want them to be aware of the things that could happen in their life or the things that could happen around them. So that way it helps them make a better choice when it comes to making choices. Cause I will say the hardest part of life when it comes to making choices is your teenage life. That's leading up to your adult life right before you, you know, decide to move out of the house somewhere around between 16 and 19 years old is where some of the harshest decisions, some of the most life-changing decisions can occur in your life. And I'm determined to make sure that during those years, those pivotal years in their life, they are they are aware of everything so that they can just make the smartest and tactful decisions that they can so that they, you know, they have a better outcome in their, you know, future years to come. And things are a lot easier because I like we always talk about like I believe that my kids I believe that my kids should have the ability, the ability to learn from other people's mistakes and experiences so that they can have a a better experiences, a, a better experience without the mistakes. And I've I advise everybody to do that, like, you know. And it's getting better with time. So, I mean, to me, I feel, like, I feel like it's getting better. Like, you know, adults are more involved in their kids' life. Like, you don't you don't necessarily see, you know, too many kids going down the wrong path. I mean, you may, but I do see a lot more of my generations that are raising kids right now, like, fully involved in their kids' life. I do feel like the, the generation to come with our young kids now in the next 20 years is just going to be – immaculate like it sometimes I wish that I was growing up in this era like literally right now because I feel like this is the most this is the best time to be raising kids though it's a it's a it's a crazy world it always has been a crazy world I feel like the way you know the parents that we have now that came from a generation of trauma and bad experiences is doing is in the headed in the right direction and we just have to see it I know sometimes it's hard to see with all the shit that does go on because you do see the full blunt of what's happening in especially in this country on social media every day. But that also helps you like I I don't want to be like that. I don't want my kids to be like that. I don't want to be around that and I don't want my kids to be around that. And it does help you even as an adult make better decisions on how you want to live your life. But like I said, I will say like euphoria is good. Very good. Very good. Took a took a little I ain't gonna lie, took a little while to get off the ground. You know, they was doing a little bit much with the whole, you know, sex thing and stuff like that. And it, it, I was kinda losing interest. But the story the plot is very good. With everything that's going on, it is very good. Far more intense than the the first season was. And the first season was intense. I don't think there's a show like it out there right now that is doing what euphoria is doing on the level that it's doing, you know, it's very intense and very just real and just raw and uncut. And I don't think that there's a show that's doing it like that. Uh, another show that's good. We all know is power. Oh man. That we at a point in time where it, we was, I don't think we was paying attention before, but I think people are finally starting to pay attention now. Like 50 cent, Deserves his flowers, not just for the things that he's done uh, with his music, you know, movies and stuff like that, or just things that he, his TV shows alone deserves a lot of recognition 
way more. He he deserves. He's you know top five, top five in our culture. As far as like you know driving our culture, pushing our culture, and you know exposing our culture to the world because power, man, power is 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 literally at the the height at an all time high. The power uh, power two with uh, Tariq is literally better than the the first um, the first power with his his dad Ghost and everybody else involved in that. This season alone is better than the. I think they did like five seasons with the first power. Better than all the seasons. And I say that with my chest. God damn it. And I'm excited for season three. I watched uh, what was it? What was it? The one with Tommy, first episode. Uh, but that's that's with every show. We all we we always forget with every show. It's something new. It's gonna take you a little bit, a little bit of time to get used to. And I think that it's gonna be a good show. And on top of that, everybody loves Tommy. I don't know why everybody's like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this one. And like you, you niggas love Tommy on that last uh, power. Y'all was mad when that nigga left town. Now y'all, now y'all, y'all don't know how it's gonna be. Just give it some time. I think that's gonna be a top tier show, and he got so many other TV shows coming out. Fifty Cent does that's revolving around power. It's insane. I don't think that's been done in a while too. Like to have that this many spinoffs going simultaneously. That every time a season ends with one one show in the power universe, another one is literally starting within the same weekend. And I think that that's that, that's something that hasn't been done either. I haven't seen that. Like as soon as he gets done with a show on that same weekend, he's premiering another season of something else in the Power Universe. Um, the only one I that I haven't really liked that I don't know, you know, everybody else kind of liked. I didn't really like BMF. I'm gonna be honest. I was so excited for BMF. I I think I like like I said. I think I like it more when it's in the early 2000s because that was my generation. Um, when I found out about BMF, so I think that that's where I'll pick up and start liking BMF. But as of right now, I didn't really like BMF. It just wasn't, uh, it wasn't up there like everybody else puts it up there. But I mean, it it was, I'm not saying it was terrible, but I mean, it was kind of good to me, but it just wasn't on my, nothing right now to me is beating power book two with, uh, Tariq. So, uh, but I'm curious to see what season three is going to be like. And I didn't even really like, you know, Power Book 2 when it first came out. I thought the acting was whack. I still kind of feel like Mary J. Blige is not a good actor, at least in this TV show. It, I, that's just my opinion. Don't kill me for that. She does good sometimes, but I give her acting like a 5 out of 10. And that's just me being real and honest. I think a lot of people like her on the show because she's Mary J. Blige. You know, they they put her music before her, her acting, so that's all they that's all they think about is you know classic Mary '90s Mary J. Blige, but to me, it could be a little bit better. But uh, like I said, I'm I'm definitely excited for the season three of that um, series. Um, but yeah, um, my week well, it's been a, I don't know if we did no we didn't do one last week because I was in the middle of moving. Uh, I'm finally settled in into my new place, which is also temporary story behind that. But, um, yeah, I'm finally settled into a new place. Uh, I'm getting closer to my surgery, which, um, I don't know. I'm starting to, it's, I'm starting to have these thoughts in my mind cause I've never had surgery before in my life. Um, I've gotten stitches a few times in my life, but I've never gotten surgery. So I'm kind of nervous about how that's going to go and how it's going to, go moving forward afterwards i'm really gonna i'm really getting in the mindset of i want to just get uh medically retired because um i still i still am due for another surgery though i'm not sure if that's gonna happen but i'm definitely gonna try to get medically retired after this surgery because i have like two and a half years left and i know i'm gonna have six months of recovery and i just don't think that you know my head space is into you know doing military things when i'm when i after i recover and not just doing military things doing infantry things afterwards and y'all know how the infantry is you know you always doing physical things 
from the time you wake up to, you know, the time you go to sleep, you're always training and stuff like that. And my mindset right now is not into that. My mindset right now is avoiding work at all costs. Like right now, it is one o'clock. I've been home since uh, 11 o'clock, but, you know, putting stuff up, unpacking things. I have not been to work all day. I went to work this morning, did not work out. I have not worked out and since I've came back to work in January, the beginning of January. I've not done anything. I come up with an excuse every day not to be at work because that's how much I do not like do not like being at work. And on top of that, I have no job there. So that is the primary reason why I am not at work. So if there's somebody important listening to this, I do not have a job. I'm just put that out there. They were supposed to send me to another battalion. That didn't work because I'm getting surgery. So they was like, we can't use him if he's getting surgery and he's going to be in a sling for six months. We can't do anything with him. Right now, the new thing that they're trying to do is send me to be the division commander's driver. I don't know why the fuck they think that that's a good idea, but it's not. First of all, being a division commander's driver is like E5 maybe and below like detail work. I'm a fucking staff sergeant that's been in for 10 years and y'all going to make me a division commander's driver. What type of shit is that? I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind it, but I don't want to I don't want to be in a job like that where I'm around important people. Because when you're around important people, you got to carry yourself differently. You got to look presentable at all times. You may have to talk to a lot of people. And in jobs like that, for people that don't know, you're literally probably more than likely going to be a fucking errand boy. Like if he like I've seen somebody be somebody's driver before. I was like on my second deployment and our commander his was making his driver go clean out the shower before he went and took a shower like shit like that or go get him food while he was just chilling in the you know command center or the talk but the command center where you know all the important people are at he's not doing anything he's not busy with work but he's sending his driver to go get him a plate from the you know the defect shit like that and i, I if y'all know me i ain't nobody's fucking do boy like you ain't about to send me to go do some some bullshit because that's how you get your that's how you get spit in your food. Not saying I'm that type of person. I think that's that's utterly disgusting, but I'm not a fucking errand boy. And I already know I can already envision that that's what that job's gonna be. And on top of that, I have a fucking beard. And I know for sure they are not gonna like seeing me up at division with a fucking beard. Why? Because I've already got I got into it with the division sergeant major last year about me having a beard. And he fucking pressed me about it. So I already know he ain't going to be happy to see me again. But hopefully that doesn't happen because I'm not trying to do that. But they they have to move me out of this battalion. They just trying to figure out how they're going to do it. But right now they can't. But, yeah. And all I'm thinking about is fucking right now getting out. And I know I got two and a half years, but, and that's kind of like, too soon to be fucking thinking about getting out. But I've already done my paperwork, as y'all know. So I can't re-enlist. So I ain't got nothing but time to think about what I'm going to do when I get out and me getting out. And I'm trying to think about it every day. So that way, by the time that day comes, when I, I'm getting closer to getting out, I'm not worried about getting out. Because that's everybody. That's what everybody goes through is... uh they start getting, you know, closer and closer to the day that they're getting out of the military. So they start getting nervous. And but me, I feel like if I think about it every single day, like what my life is going to be like when I get out, it's it's going to make me that much more comfortable, you know, come those last six months that I'm in. And I won't be like, oh, you know, I'm getting closer to the day and I'm just nervous, you know, stuff like that. I'm already thinking about where I want to live. I'm already thinking about what I want to do. Um, I got a few business ideas that I'm, I plan on doing and I'm, I'm pretty excited about because I can actually foresee them being just successful business ventures. I feel like everybody, the military has built you a mindset that everybody should be into being their own boss when they get out of the military or somewhat your own boss or working some high level job 
Because in the military, a lot of people don't recognize that it has taught you to be a fucking go-getter. It has taught you to fucking go out there and figure out things on your own. We always talk about that shit. But it, it has really taught me to, like, get your ass up. You, you, got, you can do this. You can do that. You can do anything. And I'm, re- I'm really going to do it. And I always talk to everybody when they, you know, the people that I'm surrounded by now and, you know, they, we talk about stuff. They always talk about, you know, I want to do this when I get out. I want to do this. Nothing is, you know, even remotely close to just going, you know, getting a degree and going to go work some regular job, which is good because I got, that's, that's where I was talking, you know, talking about earlier, like our, you know, my generation now is like, they on a, they on their feet. They don't, they, they determined to become that success that. You know, they they don't come from. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people, you know, you can have successful, you know, kind of, you know, successful parents. But the people that I know now, is, it's it's crazy to hear, you know, the things that they want to go do and want to go accomplish. Because, you know, before they came in the military, that's a lot of the reasons why a lot of us came in the military. Because we didn't have those, we didn't have that type of mindset. I know I didn't. When I first came in the military, I didn't know what the fuck to do. I didn't know, I didn't even know what the fuck I wanted to do in the military. And I was just like, I'm just living, you know, every day, you know, thankful that I'm, you know, here and getting a paycheck. But now it's just like, you know, my mindset now is like, I know exactly what I want to do. And even if I don't know, or even if I, you know, I'm not dead set on one thing. I know I can do multiple things. I can do multiple things at once. That's one thing the military is telling me. Like, you can multitask like a motherfucker. And and just get shit done. And even if you don't know, like it's like you you got a mindset that if I don't know something, I'm gonna go figure it out. You always came in there. You always came in with a little bit of mindset like that. Like, damn, I don't know this, but I'm gonna you know I'm gonna go figure it out. Like it really teaches the military really teaches you to figure something out because all all you've been taught while you've been in and all that's been you know instilled in you is uh. Is um a mindset of just you know figuring it out. I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. Was, somebody was uh, texting me. But uh, yeah, my bad, my bad. I'm never on my phone while I'm uh, recording, but I'm getting messages. Uh, anyways, but yeah, what else? What else? What else? What else? But yeah, um, I don't know. What else been going on? What else been going on? We getting closer to the Super Bowl, and the more we get closer to it, the more I really want to see the Los Angeles Rams win it. I think that they are more deserving of the Bengals, and I'm not saying that because the Bengals beat us. I'm just saying that because they got a lot of players on their team that are just really hungry for that Super Bowl. I mean, I haven't really been following the Bengals. I don't think anybody was following the Bengals. Anybody that was following the Bengals, you are saying that you were following the Bengals the entire time and you knew that they were going to make it to where they are now, you're a fucking liar. And you're only saying that for attention. Because I wasn't even I, – I have not paid attention to the Bengals ever. In my life that I've ever – in my entire life that I've been watching football, I have never once paid attention to the Bengals. And like I said, anybody that says they were is a liar. But like I said, I have been paying attention to, you know, the Los Angeles Rams. And or not necessarily the Los Angeles Rams, the players that were on the Los Angeles Rams. And one person I you know, Jalen Ramsey, fucking Jalen Ramsey is one of my all time favorite players. And not because of, you know, what he does on the field, but because of the type of person he is. I think Jalen Ramsey is a fucking asshole. And I love it. He's a fucking asshole, and I love it. And um, Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham is definitely deserving of it. Odell Beckham has been in the spotlight for a lot of things, and he's been through a lot of things throughout his you know, NFL career, and I think it's his time. He's, he's deserving of at least one ring. So I'm definitely waiting to fucking watch this game. And that's one thing, whoever – like. This shit needs to change. Either Valentine's Day needs to move or fucking the Super Bowl needs to move. Why the fuck they're in the same week? I do not know. I don't know if it's always been like that because I've never really celebrated Valentine's Day or paid attention to it. But 
Why is Valentine's Day directly behind the Super Bowl? You know how much money you got to spend that weekend? You got to spend money on wings, drinks, watching the Super Bowl with people, and you got to take your shorty out on a date and buy flowers. Flowers are not cheap. They're just not. I don't know why the fuck flowers are so expensive, but they are. But not just flowers, dinner dates, outfits, the whole shebang. Why is the Super Bowl the day before Valentine's Day? And Valentine's Day is on a fucking Monday, which is which is weird and whack, but whatever. When you're an adult, you can go out and celebrate anything, anytime you want. There's people that celebrate their birthday a week after or a week before or some weird shit. But anyways, yeah, that shit needs to change. That shit is, I don't know, that shit is weird and whack. You know what I mean? Like, whoever like, yeah, I'm going to put the Super Bowl on fucking the day before Valentine's Day. It was a lonely motherfucker who it, it wasn't getting no pussy. He was like, fuck Valentine's Day. But, yeah, I'm definitely, I feel like it's not going to be a blowout game, but it's going to be, a, it's probably going to be a good game. But I do see the Rams coming out on top. And the only reason I don't want the Rams to lose is because, I don't know, like everybody's just riding the Bengals wave right now. I, I've, I haven't watched SportsCenter, ESPN, or anything in the past, like, two weeks. Since the Chiefs lost, I have not watched SportsCenter or ESPN because it's just everybody's Joe Burrow's this, Joe Burrow's that. Motherfucker's only been in the league for two years, and everybody's just on this man's nuts. Like, he's just, you know, a prophecy. I'm not knocking him. He's an amazing quarterback. Well, I liked him when he played for LSU. I'm an LSU fan, but I just don't – why? You know what I mean? Like, yes, he beat the Titans. And he didn't even beat the Titans. I'll say that again. He did not beat the Titans. He did not beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs beat themselves. It wasn't the offense that won the game. It was the defense. But, yeah. But, yeah, like I said, I, I can't wait for that to be done and over with. And then. Uh, it's about fucking five months before fucking the season kicks off again. And I'm going to say this right the fuck now. The Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl next year. I'm just putting that energy out there. I'm speaking it into existence. I'm going to be that annoying fan. Fucking, if I wasn't, I think this year was the, the biggest year for me to be a Chiefs fan. I don't know why, but I every year more and more, I become more into football and i love it i love this season this season was very good but hope the rams win it rams gonna win it by fucking 14 points 14 plus points i'm saying that now but uh other than that what's been going on what's been going on in the military oh yeah they they fucking put out that vaccine vaccine mandate shit well, the the vaccine mandate has been out, but now they're starting to uh, they're starting to involuntary discharge people for refusing the vaccine. They finally got the go ahead to do that, and which is which is a huge thing. It's a huge thing because this time around, them them involuntary separating people, they've taken away the you know when you get involuntary separated before your contract is up. The army, the military has to pay you out for, I think it's your years in service or something like that. Um, so you get a huge check when you get involuntary separated. And it, for, um, when you get involuntary separated, but it's not like a dishonorable discharge type of thing. If it's like a general discharge or honorable discharge or something like that, the military has to pay you for that. They have taken away that that factor of that discharge process, which is fucked up. It's cool for if you want to get out right now and you don't give a fuck about getting that check, you just want to get the fuck out of the military and that was your way out, but it sucks because that's a huge check that fucking the army could have, you know, paid you out for. So this is them just giving you the boot with nothing. And that's kind of shitty. That's, you know, the army fucking... That's the that's the military doing military things where they just trying to save a buck and they they will fuck you over when they decide to. And I think that that was a shitty thing for them to do. Uh, That's one thing that I was banking on. And that was what 
I was um what I was at first refusing, you know, the vaccine for. Well, I was refusing the vaccine because of the way that they was going about trying to get people to get the vaccine. I just thought it was like shady practice and I wasn't with that. I'm just not with shady shit that the military does anymore, but um that was one of gonna be my main things for like really harping on not getting the vaccine, but I knew some way that they were going to try to take that out of there. And they did exactly what I was thinking uh, that they were going to what they were trying to do last year. So, right. Yeah. Like I said, they're not paying. And I think for me, if they would have discharged me with the time of service and the rank that I was at, I think it was going to be over fifty thousand dollars check that they was going to have to cut me, which is a huge chunk of change for if you getting out of the military, you know, unexpectedly or quick and, you know, quick in a hurry. You know, you're getting a $50,000 check on your way out the door. I mean, that that's that seems pretty decent to me. But, uh, yeah, they found a way to, you know, take that out of there. Um, so, yeah. And a lot of people a lot of people didn't know that because people was hitting me up when they, they just uh, put that into effect, like, last week, you know, saying that, like, oh, that's your ticket out of there. And I was like, nah. First of all, I already got the vaccine. I'm vaccinated, even though the vaccine don't fucking work, which is weird to me. It was like, why are y'all they, – they're – Kicking people out for a vaccine that doesn't entirely work. When I came back from leave in um, January, it was so many people not at work because they tested positive for COVID. And everybody's fully vaccinated at work. So I don't know, like, why they are going ahead with this discharging thing. And, you know, you can still get COVID. It's kind of fucked up. But... Yeah. Um, there's another thing that I wanted to talk about. I seen that this sergeant major at Fort Carson, for y'all don't know, know, that's where I'm stationed. He just got fucking. Um, he just got sentenced to like a year in jail or something like that, and he got reduced to sergeant first class for having a inappropriate relationship. With uh, somebody that he worked with. They didn't say what rank she was or nothing like that. One thing I want to know is, like, how are they finding that shit out? I don't know if he was married or something like that. And his, like, wife snitched on him or something. But, yeah, it said that he uh, pled guilty to an inappropriate relationship with a subordinate. And sending indecent text messages to another woman. You know, you know what that probably was? He was probably sending that shit over a government phone like a jackass. Because old people in the military, they do weird shit like that, thinking that, you know, oh, I'm a sergeant major. I'm not going to get caught. The man was 51 years old, sergeant major. He got sentenced to 179 days of confinement and a reduction of rank to sergeant first class and a written reprimand. Damn. 179 days in jail? What's that, like half a year? Is it? Yeah, somewhere around half a year. But 50, imagine going to jail at 51 years old over sending, like, text messages. Probably sending text messages, like, probably sending nudes or some shit like that. Who knows? But that's crazy. But, yeah, he definitely was probably doing that shit over that government phone and got caught. Because if he was married, he wasn't doing that on his actual phone. He too pussy to do that. Even though he like 51 years old, his wife ain't fucking looking through his phone. But like I said, that 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 be happening, man. Like these old ass art majors, man. And you you'll have a fine shorty working at your job. You know, that she could be a private or a specialist or some shit like that. Mm-mm. That that get you every time. Get you in trouble. I always say stay away from Stay away from fucking with somebody in the military in general if you're not supposed to be fucking with them. Like, yeah, it's okay that you, if you are a, uh, a sergeant and you can fuck with a private in another battalion or brigade or whatever, as long as they don't directly work under you or for you or you don't work for them, don't do it. It just, it's too messy, man. You be thinking that the, you know, the base that you work on is a big base, but it's a small world. I'm telling you. Like, you can't do shit. You cannot fuck around with anybody that, you know, especially if you like a sergeant first class, because guarantee somebody is going to see you. 
Now, if you here in Fort Carson, and this is motherfuckers just lazy, they just think that they ain't gonna get caught. Why don't you just take Shorty up to Denver or something like that? Why are you fucking around with somebody here, and doing it while you here? It just it's just asking for trouble. It's just asking for people to be in your business. And yeah, it's it's fun and exciting, but it is no, it's not. I did that one time before I was fucking with a shorty that was in my battalion and oh my god, the bitch was a loud mouth and could not close her mouth to save her fucking life. And I was and I was still fucking technically married to, you know, my son's mom. Uh but I was a sergeant and she was like a fucking um like a a private first class or something like that. This was like fucking a few years ago. But it was like the dumbest thing I could have done. I wish I didn't do it. Because not a few years ago. It was like my son was like two back then or one. Just about to turn one or two. But I was like, I don't know why I did that because it was it was stupid. It was fucking stupid. She had a boyfriend. I don't know. I they might have been married because they had a kid together, but it was just dumb. Fucking dumb. Because that bitch was a fucking loud mouth, and she was fucking around with her NCO, and I was, it, it, it ain't worth it. It is not fucking worth it. Because the moment somebody find out about it, everybody gonna find out about it. Everybody's gonna be in your fucking business. So I always say, do not, don't fuck around with people if you're in the military. Don't fuck around with other military people. Because it's just a fucking accident waiting to happen. And you never truly know, like, what's going on with that person. And fucking, you know, they get in trouble for some shit, and they for sure going to drag you down with them. So it's not worth it. Get you a nice, wholesome civilian that don't know shit about the military. Stop dating people that's, you know, in the same city where you stationed at. Don't do it. Don't do that either. That's also a huge mistake because they know everything about the military. They know the ins and outs, and nine times out of ten, they was previously fucking with somebody in the military. Where they're currently fucking with somebody in the military. And you just don't want those problems. Venture out. Go find you somebody in another city. Or, you know, find you somebody that you always known or something like that. But as far as fucking with people in the military and uh, in the surrounding areas that where you stationed at, that shit is dead and childish. Not worth it. And y'all see me talking like just talking heavy on it because I've been through it. Been through it fucking all. And I've hated every fucking bit of it. I don't. I never. I would never do it again. Never, ever, 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 ever do it again. Taught me valuable lessons, and it made me the person I am today, which is a person that is still learning from my mistakes. But mm 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 mm. Oh, that's the number one thing I tell. I, I like we talked about on a previous episode. We had. A, I had a fucking. It was a private that we was talking to at work. And this motherfucker is telling us that he oh, he met this fine-ass girl. And she's fine as fuck. She is very fine. And uh, she's older than him, which is red flag number one. Fucking, then she said, uh, then he told us that she was getting a divorce. Red flag number two. If they tell you that they're getting a divorce, they're not getting a divorce. And she lived on base. So t- that tells you that she definitely is not divorced and she's still living with her husband, but her husband wasn't there. Red flag number four. And he's fucking her. Raw. Raw. And he accidentally nutted in her. Don't ever do no shit like that. That is that is prime example of what a private is. And I want to know how. It's because I used to do private shit like that. Not worth it. Do not do shit like that. You telling people that's coming in, don't do shit like that. Because that is the number one way to get you kicked out of the military. Not the number way, number one way to get you kicked out of the military, but it's one of the ways that you can get kicked out of the military. And it just ain't worth it. Shit like that is stupid. Don't do shit like that. But uh, what else is going on? What else is going on? I sold off a lot of my fucking shoes when I moved. I am down to like, I still got a hell of shoes left, but that's not my wave. This year, I want to, for real, get into like photography and shooting guns and stuff like that. But definitely, definitely, definitely not spending as much money as I have been on materialistic shit. That's one thing I'm starting to 
grow past and get through is doing stuff like that. But uh, I don't know, man. Got a little chill, chill little episode. I didn't expect to be home like this early, not doing shit. But when I walked into work this morning and seen that fucking the the E seven above me, he had a fucking brigade staff duty. I said, "Oh, I'm going home today." As soon as we fucking get out of formation, and that's exactly what the fuck I did. I went and got me a brigade ID, and I came the fuck home because I was not staying at work all day. That is the only motherfucker that want me at work. I don't understand. It, the one thing in the military, you get motherfuckers that do not know how to mind their business, and you meet some of the most go army motherfuckers you've ever met in your life. Because this man knows I do not have a job, I have no purpose at work, but he is one of those people that just, you know, this is a job. This ain't an adventure. He takes that shit to the head. Loves the military. Loves the military. Clearly. Because he knows that I ain't got shit to do at work, but he just wants me at work. So once I seen that that motherfucker was gone, I came straight the fuck home. I might not even show up for formation tomorrow because brigade staff do is 24 hours. And I know he ain't going to be at formation in the morning because he's still going to be on brigade staff duty. So I might not even come to work at all. I got shit to do. I ain't got shit to do, but fucking. I just don't feel like work, waking up, going to work tomorrow. So, yeah. Uh, and it's finally solidified. I'm I'm about to start recording episodes. Y'all about to see convert conversations on YouTube. Uh, and we about to get some more exposure. I took our shit off SoundCloud because they was literally charging. I thought SoundCloud used to be free. What the fuck? You gotta pay for SoundCloud now. So I I would have had to pay every time I uh posted an episode on there. So I was like, oh, I'm not doing that. Apple let you do that shit for free. So I got to find me another streaming platform to put us on. We still on iHeartRadio. I never really, adver- uh, not advertise, but promote that we are on iHeartRadio. But yeah, we're on iHeartRadio. We still on fucking Apple iTunes. Uh, I got to put, I guess I got to just try to put us on Spotify now. Hopefully that's free. But I'm not paying for all these, you know, these streaming platforms for content that should be free. That's why I'm putting it on YouTube. I'm putting audio versions and video versions on YouTube because... I think it's just fucked up that I got to pay for fucking SoundCloud, which used to be the ultimate free fucking streaming platform for putting shit out there. But guess it ain't. And I ain't paying for that shit. So that's that on that. Uh, Yeah. Nothing really important going on this week. Um, Still, you know, working on building guns. Uh, About to start, you know, showcasing that a little bit more. But um, yeah. Probably by the time y'all see me on this next episode, it'll probably be right before my surgery. Hopefully that goes well. Um, and it's surgery on my left shoulder. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. I ain't going to be able to write shit, you know, masturbate, play the game. I do everything with my left hand. Shoot. Can't shoot. I used to shoot, you know, ambidextrous, but I ain't done that in so long that I'm going to have to learn how to do that because I can't shoot with my left hand. Nothing. I mean, I'll be able to use it, but it's just going to be in a sling. So, a lot of stuff I ain't going to be able to do. I wonder, do people still have sex when they uh, after they have surgery? Uh, I don't know. Josh said he was having sex after he had surgery, but it was just awkward. So, it's like painful and awkward. So, hopefully I don't go through that. But I'm, practic- I'm, a, I'm, I'm practicing semen retention right now. So, I ain't giving out no dick on Valentine's Day. And that's that on that. And I... I I don't advise that you other niggas do that either. But I'm going to do it. Why? Hey, man. That's what I want to do. I I ain't having sex until I'm fully healed up. And that's six months from now. So we'll see how that goes. But no more dick. But I'm going to end it with that because I got a little wild. um, And I'm midday drinking. I ain't, you know, been midday drinking in some months since I was on leave. But... Hey, it's a good day. It's nice and sunny outside. I got the house cleaned up a little bit. Hey, uh, you about to chill, sit, kick back, and relax. I need to take my boots off. I'm still in uniform, too, because you never know. It might be some player hating dickhead at work that's like, where is Sean Griffin at? And then all of a sudden they call me, and I'm fucking 
in basketball shorts and a t-shirt in the bed sleep. So I keep I like to keep my uniform on throughout the day and shit like that, even when I'm home. But I think I'm about to kick my boots off right now. Watch a little bit of TV. I might watch that, rewatch that episode of Euphoria. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Also, seeing that fucking they done ran Rowdy Rich off the internet or something like that. I mean, hey, if the you, I'm not knocking him. I know he's the motherfucker's talking about he's still you know kind of a new artist. No, he's not. The motherfucker is not a new artist. He has been put out music, but if it's whack, it's whack. It's just not. I don't know, man. You held out on us for so long on the music that when you finally put it out and it wasn't hitting, sorry. It just ain't hitting, dog. You just got to get back in there and find find that, you know, that tune that matches the box because that's what people want. People want another banger like the box. People want another banger like, you know, those other songs that you came out with. Uh, I think it was Ballin' with, you know, Mustard. He had a lot of other hits before that, but I ain't really. I'm a, I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna lie. I did not really listen to Rowdy Rich before he dropped his first album. But hey, man, that's what the people want. And if they telling you that nah, man, that ain't it, you can't get mad about that. You don't let you don't let some internet niggas run you off the the internet. Got you in your feelings like that, and you a street nigga, and you letting people get you in your feelings like that. But, I mean, I feel it. You know, it's something that you're real passionate about and people not really feeling it. I get upset, too. I get upset if people told me about the content that I was putting out was trash. No, I actually wouldn't because somebody told me my content was trash plenty of times on this podcast. Somebody told me my content was trash after the first episode I put out. But guess what? We on episode 88 or something like that. And I'm still fucking going. And And my listens and views is going up there. He's still going hard, so you just gotta push through that hate. If you if you quit because of you know somebody you know give you a hard time about your 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 craft, and you know damn well they can't do it better. That's one thing. I that's one thing that helped me not give a fuck. If I see somebody ain't doing what I'm doing and they criticizing what I'm doing, I'm not I'm not paying that shit no mind. How how am I, how are you gonna tell me how to do my shit and you not even doing it yourself? You wouldn't dare get up on a platform and try to, you know, put out something for the masses. I don't want to hear nothing about it. it. Ain't your thing. You just can't do what I can do, or you just, you know, flat out a dickhead, a hater, somebody that's hating, and you don't want to see you don't want to see a nigga win. So, like I said, I hope he come out with something. I hope he put out something soon, like a little mixtape or something like that. You know, prove everybody wrong. Prove me wrong because, like I said, I did not like the last album. I ain't even asking, and it's not even in my rotation right now. My music rotation right now is Larry June, Rod Wave, NBA Young Boy, and probably Meek Mill. That's what's been in my, you know, and G Perico. If you don't know who G Perico is, go go spin a couple of records from G Perico. And you'll be like, yeah, that's a solid, that's a solid rapper. But that's in my rotation right now. But, hey, yeah, prove me wrong. Put out something that's some heat, some fire. Because these last couple, you know, albums and music that's dropped lately ain't been it. That 2 Chains was whack. Uh, Yo Gotti was whack. That 21 Savage and King Von song was fucking awful. And anybody who tell, try to tell me different, Oh my God, you are a bandwagonist because that shit was awful. And I like 21 Savage. I like King Von, but I feel like that was such a forced record and that was an unnecessary record that it was probably one of his old verses or something like that that they found and like, hmm, let's put a track together with 21 Savage. Even 21 Savage didn't sound good on that album. I mean that not that album, but that that record. It was trash. That YG Moneybag Yo and J Cole song was awful. Oh my God, YG has really gone downhill. That's a motherfucker that's really gone downhill, but he he ain't quitting like Rowdy Rich is. He gonna put that shit out regardless. But I don't know why they thought J Cole was a good feature for a YG song because it was it was garbage, garbage. And I used to love YG. 
Money, I was hoping that Money Bag Yo would save the song. I've been feeling a lot of Money Bag Yo lately. Money Bag Yo goes hard, but that shit was whack, garbage. Barsuda, Garbaggio, however you say it, garbage. They need to go back. Music is not really hidden right now. But I'm excited for Kanye. Kanye West is dropping an album. I think I'm. I think I'm more excited for that just because Kanye West gets you interested in his music with his fucking antics. I don't know why, but I get interested in what Kanye West is doing by the shit that he got going on. Like something tells me Donda Two is gonna be fire. I didn't really listen to the first Donda. I don't really listen to Kanye West at all. But some for some reason, I think that it's for one, it's produced by Future. So I don't know, man. I think that's gonna be a a recipe for success. I don't know. For some reason, I think that it's gonna be good. And Future ain't been dropping good music lately, anyway, or either. But I think it's going to be pretty good. Dirk is dropping his album that same week, so I'm pretty interested in hearing that. Dirk is always good, um, except for I think he's oversaturating with his music. That's why it's not hitting as much lately, but Dirk's going to be pretty good. He dropped a song with Gucci Man, Rumors. That was good. I love that one. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, I think I'm going to end this. We almost had an hour. I was pretty surprised to see myself talk for an hour by myself. But, um, yeah, there's been another episode of Comrade Conversations. Um, got some things coming. I always say that it's coming. Please be patient. Please be patient. Palmer, these hats, they're going to be fire. If you're listening to this right now, Palmer, the hats are going to be fire. And I want you to help me drive this business with the hats, please, because I feel like I, I, I got something on my hands and I want you to be a part of it because you fuck with hats and hats are on the rise right now. They're at their fucking peak. And if we go into business with this together, I got another man down in, uh, I think for bliss or for hood and he loves hats too. Hey, Evans, if you listen to this, let's do this. We can all do something with these hats, but be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for a lot of stuff that I got going on. Coming up, this has been another episode of Convert Conversations. I appreciate y'all for listening. I appreciate y'all support as always. Please like, share, subscribe. We got five stars on fucking uh, Apple Podcasts. Let's continue that. We're going to be on Spotify soon. We're going to be having visuals soon. I have a nice little setup right now. I'm going to have an even better setup in a couple of months. Be on the lookout. And I will see y'all probably right after the Super Bowl because hopefully we have a late call. If we don't get a fucking late call after the Super Bowl, I'm going to be fucking upset. Hopefully we have a late call because the next day is Valentine's Day. So I feel like we should have either a late call or a half day because it's Valentine's Day. Even though if you're an adult, you're going to celebrate Valentine's Day on the weekend because you're an adult. But I'll see y'all pretty soon. And, uh... You know, I'm out. Peace.